Okay, now we're recording. Talking like sure I can hear. Hey, check, check one. Got two. it, got it. Okay, talk to make sure I can hear. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, and you'll need to, you know, you just, that's it, that's it, good. And you, you she know, has the queen chair and the queen mic. You just need to point at it. So you hello, you start, hello. If you turn your head and talk, well, check I have two. to turn my head. That's good. I'm just saying. Do we, I have to do it like work. this? No, no, no. Don't overdo it. <laughs> okay, let's go. Why blogging is not dead. Okay, does anyone want to go? Do we want to start? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Welcome to the Hope Rider Pod. Oh, wait, 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 stop. <laughs> Real quick first, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, the first ever Hope Rider Summit is here, and it's for four days only. So just want to make sure you know about that. It's beginning Monday, May 16th through Thursday, May 19th. It's a free online event to give encouragement, direction, and support for your writing life. Twelve authors and speakers and editors sharing behind-the-scenes perspectives on how to write words that matter. So over four days, you'll receive exclusive access to honest conversations about the writing and publishing process with 12 respected authors and bloggers and publishing industry pros. Each day of the Hope Writer Summit will feature three interviews with those writing experts. You choose when to watch each day and you do it from home. If you're experienced or a newbie or a wannabe writer, the Hope Writer Summit will help you take the next step. Just visit HopeWritersSummit.com. It's free, but you need to register to get your online seat. That's HopeWritersSummit.com. Okay, great. All right. Now, let's go. All right. Yes, great. Let's go. Welcome to the Hope Writer Podcast. Whether you're a beginner or you've been writing for a while or you're an experienced author, if you want your writing to give others hope, welcome home. We want to give you hope. This is episode five of season one called Should You Blog? Is blogging dead? You'll hear answers to questions like, can blogging help your goals as a writer? If so, how? What's the best way to use a blog? And if Emily and Mike Willen started the blog today, how would they do it? What would they do? Plus, how one longtime blogger's view of blogging has changed, and why Brian decided not to write the book, How to Fix Your Husband. His reasons actually could help you think about blogging. And you'll hear from an editor how editors feel about putting your book ideas on your blog. That's all coming up in this episode. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We know how lonely and overwhelming this writing life can be. That's why we started Hope Writers. And right now, you can go inside Hope Writers for a week for $1. Just visit HopeWriters.com slash trial to join Hope Writers for one week for a buck. Hope Writers, founded by sisters and authors Emily Freeman and Michael and Smith. They blog and write books. There's also marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon. He also writes books. And me, Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. Just got my first book contract. Yes, we like books. And we'd love to connect with you soon inside Hope Writers. That's HopeWriters.com slash trial. In the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, you discovered what you can learn from unlikely writing teachers like Taylor Swift, Bob Marley, and Lorne Michaels from Saturday Night Live, and more. And you learned how there's a writing school that's all around us if we just open our eyes and pay attention and learn. And if you've ever thought that writing a blog post that goes viral would be the ultimate success, you don't want to miss the last 8 to 10 minutes of that previous episode. Episode, Unlikely Writing Teachers. That was episode four of season one of the Hope Writers Podcast. Right now, should you blog? Is blogging dead? 
Well, two of Michael and Emily's main ways of writing has been on their blogs. They've written online for 10 years. But blogging has changed. So before we talk about should you blog, let's start with Brian, who's the marketing and tech guru of Hope Writers, about how blogging has changed. I, th- I think the idea that uh, you expect somebody to come to your website and check your stuff and see what you wrote, I think that's going away. I think it's more about uh, getting in front of people. People are so inundated with new content, new information, that unfortunately or fortunately, we need to find a way to get in front of our people. And it requires some strategy. It's not, uh, it's, it's the rare person who has a blog that you're like, that's my favorite blog and I read it every day. Like at least you need to email them to say, hey, I have a new blog post and then people come to check it out. But I think the idea that there's a location on the, on the inter, interwebs that somebody would come to every day to see what's going on over there, it's, it doesn't work as much as it used to. You're talking about the use of it. What about the person that creates it? Is it dead for people who, want, who, who write or who want to create? Ooh, that's a really good question. For me, I think it's about what's your goal. And if your goal is to practice your content, to test what, what's working, to tell a story and sort of hone what you're trying to share, to engage a community, I think a blog is still one of the best, the best ways to do that. So I still believe in the process of blogging. But I, but I think too many people just blog and hope their blog is going to sort of take off where I think you have to sort of prime the pump a little bit more than you used to have to do. It's changed, and it's changed because of how people use it. It's changing. I mean, my, my number one recommendation to people is when you have a blog, most people have subscribed to RSS where they just get a notification when there's new blog posts. And I don't think that works anymore. I think that that's lazy. And I think instead you need to add one more step, which is... Um, hey, I wrote a blog post. Here's why you should check it out. Click over here to come check it out. And adding that one little extra thing, I've seen increased engagement. I think that you can also see what people are interested in. And it serves people It serves people more. Because the average mom, you know, I think about Cheryl who's standing in line at Target. Cheryl standing in line at Target is not opening up your blog and going to your website and oh. looking at your thing on Target. She's on Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. So if you write a new blog post and you spend hours writing your post, then go over to Instagram and say, hey, there's a great blog post or tease it over at Instagram and say, to check out my new blog post that's gonna help you this do this, Go click over here, click the link in my profile and hop over to the blog. Once she's at the blog, then you can sort of, it's a campfire conversation. So you can encourage her to comment and engage with other people in the, in the content there. Or, or, or that touch can be an email. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, email, Facebook, social. I think social are your outposts to bring people to your, to your tent. Then your blog is your tent. So you need, or your home, right? So your blog is your home on, on the interwebs. So you need your home. You need to nurture your home and have conversations in your home. But if you want people to come over to your dinner party, you need to invite them. We the, use social to invite people. The desire, though, that a person would have as a blogger, does that still fulfill that desire that a person would have for blogging? As a way to, uh, well, I, I want to write. I want to uh, help people. I want to get better at writing. I want people to engage with what I write. Is that still? Well, I think it, I think it does. P.S. I hate the word blogger. I always try to, like... Try to just say writer okay. who has a blog. Like, Blogger. It's just not a great word. Online writer. I, 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 I like write on either. the internet. Nailing, That's what I say. Yeah. But anyway, for me as a writer, I feel like blogging is still one of the most important things that I do. And the reason is because it's, there's no, where else can I 
can I write in sort of a long form way, except for in a book. But when you write in a book, you don't get feedback on it for a year after you write it. Mm-hmm. So blogging is still the only way to do that. Like there's no other way. Um, and I lo- I still really like it. It's fun. Don't, isn't it still fun for you? Oh, I still love it. Yeah. I went through a season where I was like, is this, I feel like almost every year, especially, you know, I started in 2006. Dad you had a blog first. I remember the first time I heard the word blog was in your kitchen, you and mom's kitchen of your last house. Same here. And you were like, I got a new book. And you showed us and it said like, how to start a blog or something was the book. And we laughed. We laughed. We were like, <laughs> what's that word again? It was Hugh Hewitt. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. A book I know by who Hugh Hewitt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it called? I can't remember. It's but something it was, with the word blog in it because yeah, right. I didn't know what a blog was. I think it was why you should start one. Or and something remember, like that. Dad wouldn't tell us what one was. I wouldn't. No, you were like, you'll see. <laughs> I was. And so we had to wait. Yeah. Huh. And then little did you know, I didn't even think to Google it because I don't even know if that was a thing yet. So Dad had a yeah. blog first. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they saw Beneath the Dirty Hood, they went, "Oh, that never was mind. the name of your first of his wow. first blog." Your was, first blog was called Beneath right. the Dirty Hood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love what that. are you laughing at? <laughs> it just breaks every rule. <laughs> there were no rules. <laughs> right. Back then, uh-huh. really, there were. They this made was, them because you of your blog. It, and they came. <laughs> right. it was 2005. 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and it's so uh, and here's how you here's how you do it. Here's where that line comes from. Hmm. I like that line from that Bruce Springsteen song. I think I'll call my blog that. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. Do you think of Who's going to read it? No. Do you think of an audience, a need they have, a desire they have? No, it's not about them. It's Will about they understand me. it? It's about no. me. It's about what I want. Will what they I'm... remember it? No. <laughs> Who cares what they want? Except now, everybody does care. Yeah. If, if there's readers and mm-hmm. if they like what you're, what you're writing, everybody does care about that now. Yeah, I feel like that for me, whenever I come to that question is like, does this still really matter? Um, I, I sort of like bring it down through the filter of thinking, you know, do we still want um, more love and less fear? Yes. Do we still want um, more compassion and connecting and less competing? Yes. Is my blog a way that I can serve a reader in that way and to encourage them towards, you know, more love and less fear in my writing? Yes. And so I, I feel like when I come, when I bring it down to sort of like the person I'm wanting to write to and connect with, Um, And I use the blog to do that. It just makes it more fun. And that's where I found, I mean, again, Annie Downs, I think we reference her in every podcast. (laughs) We love Annie. We love Annie. Chase the fun. That's what she says about social media. Chase the fun. And so, and that's the thing is, is blogging dead? No, but maybe the old way of doing it that we did it in 2006, seven and eight, which was when it was reaching a feverish pitch. Feverish pitch. I can never say that. (laughs) Feverish pitch. Um, It's like the word Tarshish. Right? Is what, that a, the city in the Bible? My pastor preached on Jonah the other day. Oh, the worst. And it was like oh. Tarshish. And he said it the right way, but everybody oh, kept giggling oh, every oh. time he said Tarshish. Because it sounds like he's talking like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You can you be right, but it's wrong. wrong. Right. Exactly. It's just you just avoid words like that. If you were starting today, yeah. knowing what you now know, would you do the same thing? Would you have a blog? Would you do emilypfreeman.com? Would you do chatting at the sky? Oh, would yeah. you do peanutbutterandgrace.com? Like, what would you, <laughs> like, if you started? I would start using my name. Yep. I was afraid to do that for a long time. I don't know why, because everybody had such cutesy names back then. And, you know, including me. Um, so, yeah, I would start with my name. I would um, use. Why? Why, though, would you start with your name? Just 
Because, I mean, for purely practical reasons, your name is the easiest way for people to find you. And five years from now, if you change your focus, your name's still going to be the My same. My name's still going to be the same. And people are on a journey with you. Yeah. And so I, it, it's a way of connecting and it's a way of, you know, people being able to just find where you are. People still don't know the name of my, what my blog used to be. You know, they still get the, it wrong, which is mm-hmm. fine because it's not that anymore. I mean, it kind of is. Some, the people who have been around a while would still call it that. But So blogging's changed. It's changed, but it's still a place where I, I think for so long, for a while, I just wrote whatever I wanted with tiny photos and no spaces and lots of ellipses, dot, dot, dot. I love that. That's like, hey, I'm a lazy writer. I can't think of another word. So I'm going to put dot, dot, dot and let you fill in the blank. Like, no, my <laughs> job is to write words um, and not make you have to work for it. <laughs> I, I think that's a valuable question to to ask because that's mm-hmm. what people are wondering because it's, I, I think that there's a phenomenon online, which is the early adopter. It's, we discovered gold. Well, warm. you were the first one in the field with a shovel. Of course you <laughs> discovered gold. Right. Now, you don't have some magic formula to discover mm-hmm. gold. You started using Instagram five years ago, you're, and consistently, congratulations. If you're starting today, the, what you did five years ago probably won't help you mm-hmm. get to where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that have been blogging and have two or three books out or whatever that are like, blogging's great. But if you started right now, you'd feel like, oh, is, is this wasting my time? So that's why I asked that question. Yeah. If I started right now, I would use my name. I would not feel the pressure to have to post to someone else's schedule. So I would, because now I feel like that's something I've learned is it used to be like people would write every day or every other day. And if you didn't, you felt behind. But it's like I would know myself enough and be a grown up enough to embrace sort of my own way and feel okay about it. Yeah. I would use large pictures, which is what not like too large, but like what I do now. I would do it that way now. And also, I wouldn't feel the pressure of feeling like every blog post has to be a finished product because that's something that I feel like I started out like, like I said, just writing like whatever I want. And then it sort of evolved into like each post has to be, has to be perfectly finished and polished while I do think that's important to a certain extent I think I've come a little bit now where especially after having books published I think the books feel like they have to be finished and published but the blog is sort of like this really nice fluid place that you can come and sort of practice writing words you can't take back which is really good for me as a writer and so I can sort of allow myself the freedom to process through something with other people, which is why it's nice to do it online, um, and not feel like it has to be like, here's my beginning, middle, and end, and tied it up in a bow, and that now that's a blog post. Um, for me, the way that I write, it's helping me to like, this is a place where I'm testing out ideas or thinking through thoughts, and that's okay. Like, it's okay mm-hmm. to use it that way. I don't think everybody uses it that way, um, but I think that it's okay to do it like that, and that helps me know sort of what might resonate in another book idea or with something else I'm doing not online, you know, in conversations with people. But I think people interact on blogs. Obviously, I don't just think this is true way differently than we did three yeah. years ago, so four years ago. Different well, just, there's just not as much conversation happening in comment boxes like there used to be because there's so many other fun places where you can interact now. You know. it, it, more effectively like it's just easier yeah, yeah you get notified and like you can see the conversation going on and yeah it's really different it's really different i like i like that you said it's a place i think you said it's a place to test out ideas because i've seen i've seen that with with blogs that it's it's a place so you're gonna write a book eventually you've you've got another book in you right oh yeah down yeah. the road I'll you've write got another, another book, book. Yeah, okay sure and so it's it's what sixty thousand words something like that ish and so the average blog post is 
for me yeah, i'm doing some math here yeah, how fun is that this is hard. I, my brain hurts like i don't know five eight hundred words 500 let's say 500 words so that's 120 did i get that right 120 blog posts is 60, about thousand yeah mm-hmm. yeah so 120 blog posts is about the so you get a chance to kind of test out some chapter titles and ideas and things like that on your blog to see what resonates so that when you put your book together you're not starting from scratch you already have some ideas kind of flowing and going and connecting with people yeah and you can use what has resonated as proof that your idea yes has sticking power staying power right. which is what i mean my last well definitely my last two books were both born directly out of things that i was writing and resonating with on the blog it's not because like oh this is a good idea so i think i'll write about it. it's like this is what's alive within me it's what's coming out on the blog it's also resonating with the person i want to serve and then not that i took all that stuff and then just cut and paste it into a book obviously not but that's where it started was on the blog yeah michael what about you you know part of me feels like i'm not totally in this conversation because i don't approach my blog as a writer i've approached it as a job for a few years but i think when we talk about is blogging dead well a couple things first i feel like we need to think of what our expectations are from our blog which is what you were talking about and if we think that all it's going to take is to write a fantastic blog post it used to work that way and now it doesn't or if we think that we can start a blog and that's a great way to make money online that's like the worst idea ever it's the hardest way to make money online there are lots of ways to make money online um and then thinking about is blogging dead really what's your definition of blog what's your definition of dead because all of the different social media sites you know if i was starting over again I don't know that I can answer that question fully, but there are lots of ways online to have um, a community and to have an audience. And my first passion is not writing, so that's where I feel really kind of bad, like even saying anything on here. (laughs) But I wanna encourage women in their home. I don't really care how in the world I do it. Blogging just happened to work for me. Podcasting probably would not work for me. (laughs) Uh, But if I can do that through Instagram, so be it. If I can do that through YouTube or through some spaceship that hasn't happened yet, whatever that I can figure out that works with my personality. Um, You know, blogging is just another way to try to do something. But for the writer, it just makes so much sense. But I think that writers can put a lot of pressure on their blog, like, oh, I haven't posted or I haven't done this. Everyone's waiting to hear from me. Yeah, no one's waiting. But they're not. Not No one's waiting. Mm -hmm. And all the conversations are on Facebook or Instagram about what you're talking about on your blog, which is, we can use that to our advantage. I think an interesting question that people have asked is, if I want to write a book, do I have to have a blog? And... I guess in one way, Michael, and that you've answered that is no, but why would you not? Yeah. Like, wouldn't, if you want to write a whole book, yeah. wouldn't you want to write, wouldn't you want to have the practice of writing and mm-hmm. getting feedback? Like, it's the, it's, it's free. Mm-hmm. It's the freest, easiest, wet, easiest. I put that in quotes because it's not necessarily easy, right. but it's so accessible. And it doesn't mean that you need to have a certain amount of followers for your blog or community for your blog, but somewhere you need to have a certain amount of community for people if you're wanting to publish a book, but maybe that's in your town. Maybe that is on your YouTube channel. That could be multiple places. It doesn't mean that your blog per se has to be that one place where you have such and such number of people. It could just be a landing page or a, what did you call it? Like your tent or your home, right. your, your home, home base. base. Your home base. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even your mean spaceship. that's where all of your content is, but <laughs> yeah. your spaceship. But as a writer, I can appreciate it just makes sense that that's where it would be yes. because you're writing. 
So I think for people that are beginning writers, a lot of people that we serve, people that listen to the podcasts, they're pre-book, right? They're still thinking about their book or they're thinking about like, how do I get a book published? And now they're like, do I have to do a blog too? And that's where they're struggling. So what encouragement do we have for them? <laughs> right? Do you, do you have a blog. Don't worry too much yes. about where it's hosted or the design. Write great stuff. Write great and stuff. then build a community somewhere where your personality fits really well and where you're happy building a community. And just use your name. Yeah. <laughs> just use your like, name. Can we go back to that? <laughs> just use your name. And if it's taken, get creative with your own name. I mean, yeah. my name was taken and right. I just... Use yeah, my middle initial. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes people get us confused, but then it's fine. Like they figure it out. You know, they people do. are really smarter usually. I think that we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And then, and then the other piece of that is, well, if I want to write a book, don't I need to save all of that for the book and not put any of it on the blog? You're just one person. Like I'm the same person with the same experiences, the same stories. It's not like I have a book personality and I have a blog personality. It's like, mm-hmm. I live the same life. I have one. Per- I have the same perspective as myself, and it's going to come out in all these different ways, and that's great. I think that's that it should that should happen. So, do I want to publish seventy five percent of my book on the blog? No, but that won't happen anyway. Like, right. there's going to be crossover. It's such a different form. Yeah, and, uh, people how- worry about oh, I have to save it for a book I'm going to publish one day. If you don't have a book contract, you don't need to worry about that. If you don't have a book contract Mm -hmm. yet, once you have a book contract and you're actually physically writing the book, that might be different. But that's not usually the people who are asking that question. Usually the people who ask it are people who think maybe one day they might write a book. And so should I save all of this for the book? And my answer is generally no. No. We want people to read our books, right? And so the question I'd ask is who's reading you now? So you, you want them to read a book one day, but who's reading you right now? And where are they reading you? Are they reading you on Facebook? Are they reading you on Instagram? Are they reading you on your, on your blog? Because that's, that, that's what an editor is going to ask. That's what a publisher is going to ask. Yeah. I know in, at HelpWriters.com, a lot of people are asking about self-publishing. And so we had this big conversation about this yesterday. And that's the big question is, who's reading you right now? And engage them right now before you're thinking about this big, a book is such a big project. Mm-hmm. So start with a blog. See if it's something that you're really interested in. Write 50 posts about the thing you want to talk <laughs> about and then see if you're still interested in that. Because then you, know. you might find out you run out of gas. You can find out you have 10,000 words to say on something. And then when you're told you need to have 60,000, that's right. It feels completely different. I think for so long, I looked at this whole thing wrong, and I, th- I, I didn't start a blog because I wanted to write a book. That is not that is not a true statement. But once I had a book in sight, I sort of um, began to, that was sort of like driving the train, was mm-hmm. I have this book coming, and then the, all these things are pointing to the book. I've really changed my mind. It, right now, the way I'm starting to evolve and see this, and this might still change, but now I feel like um, the reader that I want to serve is at the front of the train. And how can I serve that reader? Sometimes it's going to be a book. It's going to also be Hope Writers. It's going to also be my blog. There's all these ways, but the reader is at the front. And that's my whole goal. And so that has really, for me in this past, even just in the past year or so, has changed sort of how I think about what I do and what I want to do next, is because I want to um, relentlessly serve the soul of a reader. And for me right now, that's not writing a book. I'm more helpful to my reader right now by me not writing a book because that's just kind of where I am personally. We get it so backwards and we think like, how can I leverage my blog or how can I leverage my social media so that I can convince a publisher that I've got a book in me that I, I can sell a book instead of just saying, I have all these ways I can serve a reader right 
now with or without a publisher. If that is a way that's going to help you serve your person best, then great. But it might not be. But I, that's one reason why for me, blogging is like so alive is because it's such a great way to serve that reader. If you wanted to write and then you ask yourself, do I want people to read what I write? Right. And then you ask yourself, are people still reading online? Yeah. If you answered yes to that and then you'd say, do I want to help people? If you answered yes to that, and if you said, do I want to work on refining my writing and refining my message and getting feedback, and if you answered yes to that, and then if you said, and would I like for maybe somebody to notice what I've written for reasons of being helped, but for reasons of also maybe making my writing more accessible to other people, maybe someone who is connected somehow would notice my writing and would help me get my message to others. Do I think yeah. that would be good? Well, if all those are good... If you're not going to blog, what are you going to do to where you're able to write and develop your writing and help people and get feedback and refine your message and be noticed? How are you going to do that if you don't That's so good. if you don't blog? You know, the, I think the big challenge that I have and I I consider myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I know there's a lot of people out there that have different ideas, right? You have an idea of like you want to talk about home and you want to talk about faith and you want to talk about parenting and you want to talk about all these kind of things. So um, just to get like super personal about um, eight months ago or so, I had this book idea and I was like, I'm going to call it How to Fix Your Husband because there's all of these like books for women that are written by women to women, but nobody's telling the guy's perspective on like, and I'd love to write a book for guys and like, these are the four things we need to do. The four duties of a man are to lead, protect, provide, and teach. And I'm like, I believe this in my soul. It's what we talk about over beers on a Friday night with friends. Like, this is something that's a core message of mine, but I don't blog about it. I'm not a how to like, how to be a better man blogger guy. <laughs> and, and I started, and so I worked on a book proposal. I started talking to a publisher about it. And I still think it's a great idea. Like, I think that's a book that people would read is How to Fix Your Husband because the guy's not doing the work to, to do these four things and, a, and the wife is really frustrated. But it's the guy that wrote the book, right? The guy, the wrote, guy the wrote the book, the book. As, a, as a loving older brother. That's yeah. the tone, a loving older brother to say, hey, it's mm -hmm. all gonna be okay. And so that's so I got pretty far with it. And then I started to like, I think we have the novelty of a new project. Right. And, 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 and as the novelty started to wear off and it was sort of like, okay, now I got to do the work to make this thing happen. I realized strategically, I need to start blogging about this <laughs> and I need to start being known as the guy who's giving advice to help people with their marriage. That's not what I want to do. Right. Isn't that interesting? I want to have a book that's in somebody's hand that they can go like they can have a have a weekend or over the summer and they can read five or six books over the summer but one of the books they read is the one that helps encourage them in their marriage and and teaches them you know these are the four duties of a man and here's how to help your husband with that and i think that's still a valuable message but i don't want to be the guy and i realized that having a book about that makes me that guy and so now i'm going to go speak at conferences about how to fix your husband that sounds terrible right it's the worst you know? thing ever now i'm going to get emails of people that are crying because they can't fix their husband and they're the verge of divorce and yep. like hey my heart goes out to them but I'm not a marriage counselor so it's like okay now I have this message but am I the right person to write it mm -hmm. you know you gotta carry it out to the end you do yeah. and I don't want to and so where does that leave me you know either I can still work on this book as a, as a fun pet project that who knows what will happen with that or I can really take it seriously and make it a career thing and I've decided I don't want to make it a career thing. I help people create and launch products. 
I don't, I don't teach you how to have a better marriage. And so I think a lot of people, like a book is a big decision. A blog, it feels like a blog should lead to that. You know, a blog is what you start to get known for. And I think you should take a little bit more time, just like I took time to really consider this book. I think you take time to consider what are you gonna blog about and how do you engage people in your blog? Because that's what people start to know you for. If you're talking about fitness all the time, they'll start to expect fitness advice from you. And they meet you in person and like, huh? You know? <laughs> or in the same way with, with home stuff, you know? So all that's of that. interesting though. You you sense that it could all lead to attention, but you didn't just want attention. You want attention for certain certain yeah. things. You I love want, the idea. You don't want it for its own sake. Yes. But as I got further down the line, I just realized that I'm gonna have to blog about this thing. I'm gonna have to create an Instagram account that supports this thing. I'm gonna have to start speaking at conferences that encourage people to do this thing. And uh, and so given thought in the light of day, I decided not to, not to keep pushing That's that. That's pretty mature. The purpose of a blog is to have a place to practice your writing, to engage your audience, to start conversations, um, to sh- express yourself and share things. And I think that relates to where you're going long-term. And sometimes we forget that and we just kind of write in the moment. We put too much pressure on what to expect from our blog, I feel like. You kind of fell into blogging, right? Yeah, after dad started his, Emily. Well, I just wanted to talk about house stuff. So I moved away from my sister who I missed and I was reading blogs and thought, well, I'll just start a blog and talk about house stuff and call it what my business was, which I'm still okay with not having my name because Really, I just want to talk about house stuff, mm-hmm. even though I don't like the name. But um, I'm you don't okay like the it. name? No, it's just two uh, 1999 birds and nests and junk like that. Isn't that so funny? Because yeah, I'm sure there's people know. listening right now that are like, "If only I can come up with a name like the nesting place, <laughs> then my life will be better." Totally. Then you started getting readers right away. Yeah, I think because I happened to have a niche blog, and that was back when there weren't. A did lot it, of those, and it, there weren't a lot of house blogs. Did it matter that people began reading right away? Did that to excite me? Did you? that change what I did? Did you or? say goal accomplished? Did you say I'm really well, you onto kept something telling, here? You kept pointing that out, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because I had an Etsy shop at the time. Yeah. that's where I like that was my world was creating cute things to sell and merchandising a shop in town. And I had a blog on the side. I remember you saying, you know the blog readers that you have are, that's a bigger deal than just having your Etsy shop. And I was like, really? Somewhere in my photo archives is a screenshot of, uh, what was the thing that used to keep track of your blogging stats? Yeah, site, that, that, site, site meter. Site meter. There's a site meter screenshot of about a week after you started, you had like a thousand readers a day or something like that hmm. within a week or so. Mm-hmm. And I just watched it go up and it's like, okay, th- here's a person whether, whether I love you and you're my daughter or not, here's a person who has started writing something and it's resonating with people. And yeah. People are either helped by it and entertained by it, engaged by it, something, but they're attracted to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might have to work very hard and long to find out what that thing might be for you. Or you might just sometimes not stumble upon it, but you might just start doing something and they, and they, and they come. For yeah. you, they seem to start coming right away. They did. And they were okay with me being a big dork and having grammatical mistakes. If that would have mattered, I... Oh, that's the appeal. It yeah. Didn't, but it didn't matter to them, right? It didn't matter. Yeah. So that's why I could keep doing it. Because yeah. I could do it my own way. I could mess it all up and wreck it all up. And they were still okay with that. I love that blogging was a place to allow that. Do you think that everybody has a blog in them? Like they could have a blog that engages people. I think everyone has a 
great story, whether they care to tell it or can tell it in a way that people want to read. I don't know that that's mm. always the case. I think everybody has art in them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would always manifest itself through writing, though. That would be like saying everybody has a song in them or everybody has a dance in them. Or I mean, I th- but I think there is some art form that everyone has. And if your art form is writing, what about you? Is blogging for you? And how does blogging relate to a book you might want to write? Well, Michael is talking about it with her book editor, Carolyn McCready. So do you save your ideas for the book or do you blog them? I always say put it all out. Put it out there. Put your heart and soul out there because that's how you will process your ideas. That's how you will hone them. That's how you will make them better. That's how you will understand, is it um, striking a chord with other people? Now, having said that, if you start writing a book or you get a book deal, at that point, you might want to decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to play with this idea a little bit out there in my blog. So I am helping people know that's what I do and Mm -hmm. that's what I write about. But there might be pieces that you want to save. But that thing's, it's never wasted. It's never lost. If you put it out there, I think people think, oh, no, there won't be any more. I won't have that good an idea again. That is not true. You will have 100 ideas as good as that. And I think putting something out in a blog, why editors like bloggers so much is because you've tested your ideas. You've tested your ideas way better than we can ever test them. Yeah. So (laughs) that's that's my take on it. Now, sometimes I've worked with an author, and they're asking me, should I put it out there, shouldn't I? And we may have a talk strategy, and Mm -hmm. we may say, do two or three blog posts on it, and then let's keep the rest of it so they're still getting something fresh. Mm -hmm. Carolyn McCready is an editor with Zonderman, and she was Michaelin's editor for her book, Nesting Place. You can see that entire interview with Carolyn inside the Hope Rider membership site if you sign up for your one-week trial membership. And if you enjoyed this episode, you might check out Emily's behind-the-scenes of writing a blog post. It's everything that she does and thinks while she's writing a blog post. And Michaelin's Why Your Blog Deserves Two Purposes Now. That'll help you have your own vision and guide for your blog. That's all waiting for you inside Hope Writers right now, along with lots more. And you can go inside the Hope Writer membership site community right now for a week. For just a buck, a dollar for full access to Hope Writers for a week. Read and watch everything, take notes, download uh, till uh, you know you can't download anymore. And then at the end of your week, we hope you stick around and become part of this encouraging community. And you'll have the support you've been looking for. No more feeling alone. The next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, Accidental Genius Moves. Some ideas you try, they seem okay, but they turn out to be genius. We'll share some of ours that we're so glad we tried, and you can steal them or be inspired to try your own. That's the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, Episode 6 of Season 1, Accidental Genius Moves. The next episode. And final words of hope from Henry David Thoreau. How vain it is to sit down to write when you have not stood up to live. Thanks for listening.